This program is presented by the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention. Hello, I'm Charlotte Kent, Editor-in-Chief of CDC's Morbidity and Mortality Weekly Report. Thanks for joining me remotely for MMWR's weekly COVID-19 briefing for the first issue of 2021, released on January 1st. In this episode, I'll discuss five MMWR COVID-19 reports. In the first, I'll describe the severe reactions following Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccination appear to be very rare. Another report describes how U.S. counties with large colleges and universities saw a substantial increase in cases after starting in-person classes this fall. A third report shows how an increase in COVID-19 cases at an Arkansas university was linked to Greek life activities. The last two reports provide data supporting options for health departments to shorten quarantine periods. By December 23, 2020, almost 2 million people received first doses of Pfizer-BioNTech COVID-19 vaccine in the United States. Among these people, there were 175 reports of adverse events submitted to the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System that were identified for rapid evaluation for potential anaphylaxis. Anaphylaxis is a life-threatening allergic reaction that occurs rarely after vaccination and that should be promptly treated. A new MMWR report summarizes characteristics of these 175 people with potential anaphylaxis. 21 people had a confirmed anaphylaxis reaction. This is equivalent to 11 anaphylaxis reactions per million people who received the first dose of the Pfizer-BioNTech vaccine. The patients experiencing anaphylaxis all fully recovered following treatment. In addition, 86 people were determined to have non-anaphylaxis allergic reactions, and 61 people had non-allergic adverse events. These findings show that severe allergic reactions after COVID-19 vaccination are rare. In the rare event that a severe allergic reaction occurs, healthcare providers should be prepared to treat the reaction. This report also demonstrates that the U.S. Vaccine Safety Monitoring System is robust and can rapidly identify adverse reactions to vaccines. CDC will continue to monitor the safety of COVID-19 vaccination. Increases in COVID-19 among younger people can result in increased community spread to older people who are at greater risk for severe outcomes. As colleges and universities return from the winter break, A new MMWR report highlights why it's important for colleges and universities with in-person classes to consider increased mitigation efforts. COVID-19 cases decreased in many counties across the United States in late summer 2020. In early September, U.S. counties with large colleges or universities experienced a 56% increase in COVID-19 cases after those institutions started in-person classes. Counties without large colleges or universities experienced a 6% decrease in cases during the same time. Another report describes increases in COVID-19 cases during August and September 2020 
At a university in Arkansas, investigators use network visualization techniques and tools to analyze disease spread. About one out of three cases reported involvement in fraternity or sorority activities. Network analysis found that among gatherings linked with cases, 91% were associated with fraternities or sororities. The report also found that most cases reported attending classes virtually and a very small percentage of cases occurred among faculty and staff. This suggests that rapid spread likely occurred outside of the classroom. Because of the potential for rapid spread of COVID-19 on and off campus, student organizations could help ensure compliance with CDC-recommended mitigation measures, such as limiting the size of social gatherings, adhering to physical distancing recommendations, requiring mask use, improving hand hygiene, and increasing testing. Quarantine after being exposed to someone with COVID-19 is a key intervention to slow the spread. CDC currently recommends a 14-day quarantine. However, based on local circumstances and resources, different options are provided to health departments to potentially shorten quarantine. To reduce the risk of COVID-19 spread as collegiate sports resumed, regional athletic conferences created testing and quarantine policies based on guidance from CDC and the National Collegiate Athletic Association, also known as the NCAA. To help assess the amount of time between starting quarantine and the first positive test result after exposure, a new CDC report collected data from 24 colleges and universities that contributed data on quarantined athletes. The authors found that if an athlete had not tested positive after day five of quarantine, the chances of testing positive after day 10 was less than 5%. Another report describes Vermont's COVID-19 quarantine policy and provides additional data to support options for shortening quarantine. Since May, Vermont's quarantine policy has allowed people to end quarantine early after a negative SARS-CoV-2 test on or after day seven, if they have remained asymptomatic. An analysis of Vermont testing data found that among people identified as close contacts and tested negative at day seven, none who were retested between day eight and 14 were positive. Also, about 4% of those tested for SARS-CoV-2 on day seven or later of quarantine tested positive. This suggests a low risk for spread of COVID-19 among those who end quarantine after day seven with a negative test and no symptoms. Your local public health authorities make the final decisions about how long quarantine should last based on local conditions and needs. If you stop quarantine before 14 days, wear a mask, stay at least six feet from others, wash your hands, and avoid crowds. You should also watch for symptoms until 14 days after exposure. If you have symptoms, you should immediately self-isolate and contact your healthcare provider. Thank you for joining us for this week's briefing. To stay up to date on the latest MMWR reports on COVID-19, go to cdc.gov MMWR and subscribe for free. You can also subscribe to this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, 
Stitcher, and Google Podcasts. Stay safe and stay well. For the most accurate health information, visit cdc.gov or call 1-800-CDC-INFO.